0: On the morning I met Jonathan Murphy, it was pouring rain. Well, you have to go around to the other side, sorry. So we're in my car, parked at Auditorium Shores. Good weather for it. I'll say, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm there. Nice to meet you, Jonathan. <laughs> Good to meet you, too. Through the
0: windshield, we can see Austin's skyline. And right in front of us, one building in particular that Jonathan asked about for AT Explained. So what are we looking at here? Can you kind of describe this?
1: Uh, we are looking at one of Austin's newest additions to its skyline. It's a big, tall building, uh, shaped a bit like a Jenga tower. Uh, it's the Independent.
0: If you've looked at downtown Austin lately, you've seen it this weird stack of slightly offset blocks. Like he says, it looks like a big glass Jenga tower. It looks pretty cool if you ask me, but not everyone thinks so. And that's what led Jonathan to ask this question.
1: Why does Austin's tallest building look unfinished? And why is everyone so mad about it? There's petitions to have it changed... People are very angry, and I mean, this is Austin. People are usually angry about something, but this building has definitely got people up in arms.
0: What do you think it is about the building that that people are so upset about?
1: Uh, If I had to guess, I think the specific problem is about the crown, or what they call the crown. But the very, very top of the building is this sort of netted, sort of meshed um, peak that seems to be kind of blocking something off, and definitely looks distinct from the rest of the building. Now,
0: I've heard a lot of people say this, that the top of the building looks unfinished, like it was just tacked on to an otherwise beautiful building.
1: It's just such a strange choice that it's visible. I think whatever is up there, maybe we don't need to see, and so it's strange that they've they've left it so people can see it. There must be a reason behind it. I don't know what it is specifically, but there must be a reason. We'll get to that reason in a minute. But first, why the heck are people so upset about it?
2: I live on South Lamar, just up from Zilker Park, so up and down South Lamar Corridor, you can see it like perfectly framed.
0: This is Ben Anstead. I met him later at Auditorium Shores with a good view of the Independent.
2: And so it's just always right there, and every day in my commute, I'd be stuck in traffic and at the lights, and I'd be looking at it. Um, And then they pulled the crane down, and I thought, wait a minute, there's still more to do. (laughs) Why is it so offensive to you? You know, they went out of their way to build the tallest building in town by a couple of feet. They wrote media and press releases about rewriting the Austin skyline. And then it just, you know, womp womp.
0: Ben was so upset, he started an online petition under the banner Fix the Crown. So is this petition serious?
2: Like, are you serious about this? It was it was very much kind of like a tongue-in-cheek. It was more of like an, an awareness thing because I talked to so many people in, casually in conversation. Everybody I spoke with thought it was finished. Um, And because everybody thought it was finished, it was kind of like me saying, no, it's not. That's it. That's the final product. So you don't expect them to actually do anything? I don't expect them to actually do anything. I just, you know, I know overwhelmingly it seemed like people always agreed with me whenever I brought it up. So I uh, I just wanted to see if other people thought the same thing.
0: Check about 1300 people have signed Ben's petition, so I guess that covers why some people are upset. So let's get to the other part of Jonathan's question
1: Why does Austin's tallest building look unfinished?
0: Only one way to find out. I called the people who designed the building, Roadie Partners is the architecture firm based here in Austin. I got transferred to voicemail.
3: You've reached the desk of Sam Galfan. I'm unable to answer the phone right now. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks.
0: Hey, Sam. Uh, my name is Matt Largy. I'm a producer at uh, KUT here in Austin. And I'm calling because uh, we do this project where audience members send us questions. And I told him I want to learn a little more about what's, to, what's at the top uh, of the Independent and, and in why and it looks the way it does. And I you? honestly uh, didn't expect to hear back. Email me. But hey, it's Matt, M A T T at KUT.org. Thanks so much, Sam. Hope to hear from you soon. Okay, so while we're waiting to see if that goes anywhere, let's see here. Uh, Let's take a look around Austin's skyline.
4: I'll start here, Uh, you got spring, let's see.
0: This is James Rambin, he writes about skyscrapers and all kinds of development stuff for the Austin Towers blog. He knows all the buildings by name.
4: I think you can find at least one humanizing element to every building in our skyline. There's something interesting about every single one, and I like to find what that thing is. 500 West 2nd, North Shore. I call James because he thinks a lot about
0: what skyscrapers mean to a city like Austin.
4: I kind of enjoy looking at the skyline from the perspective of a person who just got here. I like to imagine all the things that I would take for granted about Austin's growth if I just got here yesterday. And, and that's kind of exciting to me because there have been people who uh, you know bemoan the growth of Austin, but... All this development, you know, other than the issues uh, regarding uh, traffic and, and uh, housing costs and all that, have made the city a more interesting, diverse, you know, creative place. And so in a way, I think those towers, to me, represent the addition of creativity, the, the transformation of Austin into a, a, a world-class city. Hyatt, Hotel Van Zant.
0: But not everyone sees new buildings that way, especially ones like the Independent.
4: As the tallest skyscraper, it represents growth in this city and so skyscrapers in general are signifiers of growth the most visible and so people tend to i think project some of their anxieties insecurities frustrations about austin's growth onto buildings like this
0: it's not hard to see how austin's affordability and traffic problems have gotten worse as
4: all these tall buildings have sprouted downtown it's a lot easier to blame them on on big buildings than these abstract concepts. You know, we've seen this happen before in Austin. I think ever ever since somebody built a, a building over one story in Austin, somebody was there to complain about it.
0: And sometimes it's specifically about the tops of the buildings. The writer J. Frank Doby reportedly said the top of the UT Tower looked like, in his words, a Greek outhouse. It was not a compliment. And then there's one of my favorite buildings, the Frostbank Tower. You know, the one with the glass peaks at the top
4: you know if you've been around long enough to remember when that was built when it opened in 2004 you know we think that's an iconic building now but back then it was not you know the praise for that building was not unified the late statesman columnist john kelso said
0: it looked like a pair of nose hair trimmers the statesman's art critic wrote it could be in any city usa this this blew my mind objectively the top of the frost tower is beautiful maybe still the best thing on the skyline right now so I called a guy who knows a little something about it.
3: Hello, this is
0: Teron. Duda co-founded Duda Payne Architects. It's the firm that designed the Frostbank Tower.
3: I've heard probably as many positive things as I have heard negative things. Duda says
0: his firm built dozens of models of the top of the tower, but none of them were quite right. And then...
3: One evening I went home and my daughter, who was 9 or 10 at the time, was building these little origami figures and flowers. And I said, could you build a larger one, smaller origami flower? And she did that, and I nested one inside of the other, and I said, this would make a really beautiful crown on top of this building.
0: For the record, Duda did not go to Rice University. He thinks the myth that the Frostbank Tower was designed to look like Rice's owl mascot is hilarious. As for the criticism, he's pretty unconcerned.
3: You know, if you think about any work of art... If it can have a reference of being more than one thing, I consider it a success. If you can label it as just being one thing, then it's just a a one-liner.
5: My ears are popping,
3: man. (laughs) Remember that message
0: I left for the architects that designed the independent? Well, I got an email back, and the founder of the firm, Brett Rohde, agreed to take me up to the roof to check it out.
1: Floor
3: 58.
5: The roof is out this way. Whoa. <laughs> here we are. We're on the roof of the Independent. Wow.
4: And, uh, can kind of walk you can out see for
0: miles strike.
5: up
4: here.
0: Outside on the roof, there are these huge metal beams that are part of the support system that keeps the building standing. In the center, a giant concrete block.
5: At the very top is our liquid-tuned damper tank.
0: A liquid-tuned damper tank. You see, in tall buildings like this, the wind blowing against the side of them causes the building to sway. It's normal, but not particularly comfortable if you're inside. So this tank is filled with water, and it kind of sloshes around in there as the building sways.
5: And that kind of slows down the movement. Physics. I don't really get it either. And it works the best at the very top of the building.
0: And this is the reason the top looks so different. Remember how our question asker, Jonathan, described it?
1: This sort of netted, sort of meshed... Um, peak that seems to be kind of blocking something off.
5: You know, we wanted to do something that um, gave away or kind of revealed a little bit about what was going on at the top rather than just sort of seal it up into some sort of uh, kind of hermetic container that, you know, nobody knows, has any idea what's going on.
0: But it's more than just aesthetic. He says the woven metal fabric that surrounds the top of the building allows the wind to pass through so there isn't even more force pushing on it. So that's why it looks the way it does. But what does Brett make of the criticism of his creation?
5: It puzzled me at first. I thought, do people really care that much? And then I started to think, wow, this is really great that people really care, you know? As an architect, you know, we always kind of whine about how, you know, nobody appreciates our work nobody cares, but in this case, somebody cared, and a lot of people cared. And I think that, that is in and of itself, that's, that's a good thing. So it doesn't feel bad to hear someone criticize your work? Uh, it, I'd have to, you know, be honest with you and just sort of say, yes, it does. it does affect you. You do think about it. You stop and think, well, what, let me try to you know understand what their point of view is so in that sense feel bad no maybe it's a little bit of a pause of reflection <laughs> if you will uh, to try to to understand what those what that criticism is and I've learned a lot from it I have to tell you I don't know that we would have done anything different here but I think it's something that does make you pause
0: In time, I bet people will come to love The Independent, just like they did the Frostbank Tower. And for the record, I think The Independent looks great just the way it is. But for those who disagree, you'll be pleased to hear that in a sense, the top of the building actually isn't quite finished. Brett says they're adding lighting that can change colors, like the top of the Empire State Building. Look for that later this year. Matt Largie, KUT News.